You're now listening to the Something Good Podcast Network. Please press any key to continue. everybody coming at you live at one o'clock a.m it's the couch bro tato no 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 i'm alex morrison (laughs) and morrison's feeling extra mario moody finally got to see that movie so we'll definitely be finally diving into that a little bit more and talk about at least our references and our favorite moments of the movie a little bit of time has passed on that but you know what let's get all the angry nerd haters out of the way now it's time to show with some love but before we do that of course we're going to catch up with the lives and talk about a little bit of news segment especially since we didn't have one last week but uh yeah no episode last week i was out of town and chris had to work um but in lieu of that we wound up debuting a brand new episode of something good for you in a brand new format brand new co-host uh dave weimer uh which folks would know from early early episodes of something good for you uh his uh podcast network the cult of dave network used to actually host this show and then eventually when we wanted to do our own Patreon thing, I was like, hey, I kind of want to build my, my own thing. And he's like, yeah, man, just go go fucking do it. And eventually his things dissolved and he's only got one other show. So now he's joined the cast of Something Good Network. It's come full circle. He gave me the first platform and now I'm helping platform him. <laughs> Got to expand, man. Got to hey. expand. It's a network. Have more shows. And, and that's the way I wanted to look at it, you know, because I told you from the start, I was like, you know, I don't want you to look at, you know, me doing something good for you elsewhere because initially we were kind of doing it to fill in stopgap and I was like, you know, I enjoy doing that with you. I said, but I do want to diversify. I want to get a lot of different voices on here and basically the same thing we would have done on something good for you we do on couch rotatas now anyway so yeah. we're really having the best of both worlds yeah and uh, i'm working on a little side project to add to the network uh with uh, a guest we've had on quite a bit uh, uh christy phillips yeah and she'll be uh helping us helping me out with a new show she'll be my co-host for that one uh, she'll be filling in on the cryptic conspiracy cult as well to kind of get that more aggregate going try to be a little bit more in depth history, yep. history historic wise on all on all fronts on that yep and i just gotta hook chris up i gotta send him a little amazon wish list of like you just need these items mm-hmm. then you can run <laughs> run like the wind bullseye <laughs> i'm not create running unless con- i'm getting chased motherfucker. <laughs> create them contents but no and uh and recently in order for us to do something good for you because dave live all lives all the way up in new york we do a lot of zoom calls so now i've paid for the big boy package on zoom to be able to do like unlimited recordings he and call time te- he can always teams me <laughs> well with that i'm sitting here going we need to do some digital content with our friends that don't want to come over as much anymore. Like, I want to get Mikey doing some stuff. I want to get you doing some stuff, maybe some video game content. Uh, because, again, to kind of peel the curtain back a little bit, we're sitting in a living room full of fucking mess because I'm going through my shit and, like, cleaning up and organizing and throwing shit away and repacking because I'm 
fingers crossed going to be able to get a new apartment this relocation uh, after all the bullshit damage that this place has gone through i find it so funny that all the damage at this place that's been caused has not been my by my own hand no. the things that like i can control are still in good condition yeah no. that might be a little messy but it's no. in good condition the things i had control over no. but everything else that i have no control over has just gone to shit and it seems it seems as if they agree with me. Yeah. I seem to have kind of split my leasing office in half of like people that are like on my side and people that aren't. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Land, landlords are trash. Yeah, so that that is definitely an ultimate goal of mine. Is uh, once I do finally get the new place in, really set up that extra bedroom, get office space ready. That way, I can easily transition back and forth between. You know, when you come over, we can just come up to the office and record, and then when on my off time, I can just move a microphone over to my desk, and then I've got stuff already set up to record on that. So definitely be expecting some more content once I can get my life in order and. And uh, get an actual workspace set up because uh, I can do all these things I'm talking about, but I have to set them up each time to do it. And I'm not doing that yeah, like, with my work schedule, you know, living two, two towns away, you know, yeah. three towns away, you know, it's Skype can go a long way. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, and the great thing about zoom is uh, if we're not doing like a video based piece of content, you can literally call in on your phone. Yeah. It says you, you like call the phone number and yeah. it just it dials in so it's like we could easily get some stuff going but now nah, i'm just now that i have paid the ridiculous amount that it costs for zoom premium i'm what like is zoom premium? how much is it it's nearly a hundred bucks for how long a year okay so that's not as bad as like netflix <laughs> no but still in yeah. order just to talk to people for as long as you want without an interruption hmm. you think mm. that service would be free yeah Goddamn. <laughs> but yeah, so now, now that I'm paying for that along with Dave, well, Dave went 50 50 with me, but either oh, way, now, good though, yeah. yeah uh, now that Dave and I have paid for that, it's like, let's utilize this as much as possible. Yeah. Now, does that does that work like if I was to call, call into you or you were to call into me? Yeah. Zoom? Uh, yeah. As long as I'm the host, oh, okay. uh, I can, everyone connected can have unlimited calls. Yeah. See, that, that that's practical. Yeah. yeah. So, like, if, Anytime we wanted to do all that, yeah, y'all just have to call me in, and then I'll hit record on the system, and then y'all can talk as long as you want. Yeah, I could think we could do a switch kind of thing with that. Oh, yeah. No, that's 100% what I want to do. I've already put a call out in the Discord of being like, send me your friend codes and what your games. Oh, yeah, speaking of which, I keep meaning to ask you to bring back that Mario game. Yeah, because I mean, not, not in any sort of like, I don't want Chris to have it for too long, but it's like literally my girl and I were talking about like revisiting Sunshine yeah. because Sunshine's not on the virtual console. But yeah, so speaking of Mario... That movie was really fun. And, yeah, it was. and it's going to be a spoiler cast. So if you yeah. guys are not interested in hearing about that, you know, you can at least enjoy. We're going to talk about the eyes wide shut scene. Yes. The whole, the, the whole Easter egg with Leatherface kind of threw me off. I was surprised Bowsette was there. Yeah. That was the thickness. <laughs> God damn. But before we get into all that, let's go ahead and move on over to our news segment. Mana, mana, mana.
For news this week, I don't really have much. One major thing popped out in my head, which I guess we'll go ahead and lead with. Uh, we finally gotten some official word as to what the new King of the Hill season is going to be like. Yeah, 15-year jump. Yes, and I find that interesting that it is 100% now confirmed that we're getting the yeah. time jump. So Bobby would be around 28. Yeah, and honestly no matter which way they kind of want to roll with it, I think that's the smartest way to do it because think yeah. about the way the true fans of King of the Hill know the way it ended, mm -hmm. which is Hank and Bobby grilling nice yeah. little pan away. That's such a perfect button to the whole thing. I don't want to crack that exact book back open and be like, well, what happened the month after, Yeah, you know, when all the fun feelings went away and life mm. kicked back in. I, I don't want to see that. I want to imagine the fun, warm feelings just kind of lasted. Yeah. But what happened in adulthood? Yeah. That's that, what I want to know. This is going to be a big wait and see. Uh, I think, I think Mike judge will do a great job. I, I believe he'll do a great job. Uh, I'm not setting my hopes too high, kind of like Beavis and Butthead. That first season was fantastic. I mean, you both just sat here and watched the fuck out of it. Had no, nothing but laughs. Yeah. Uh, the newest season, we just watched the two newest episode, uh, two new episodes uh, for the second two second season. And you pointed out like the animation's a little better. It's a little bit more visceral on mm -hmm. certain aspects. Some of the you know video they're going back to like that old way of doing it from like season three and four from back in the day was you know let's watch the music videos and let's interact with those music videos and stuff like that where it plays into the plot of that episode a little bit more um and honestly like the way i word it is like it felt like he spent five more minutes on each joke yeah and there's a little bit more different uh, diverse content when it came when it comes to the new Beavis and Butthead, like yeah. the Tom Anderson, we'll we'll talk about it on our review of the shit. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, Tom Anderson war minute, stories, war stories. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, like that. I'm really excited for that. I was kind of glad we got some information about it. Yeah, and I'm I'm glad that it stuck with Hulu. Yeah, uh, where it's going to be just that. Um, this will probably be the first good thing from the Disney Fox kind of situation where we actually see them investing in older content for people you know honestly our age who yeah. actually pay for the content mm -hmm. you know and watch these episodes in like season two three and four when they were yeah. first airing that demographic of 25 to 35 who actually you know, spend the money for disney plus for hulu for espn and stuff like that so yeah um disney i think is doing great with it i'm, I'm happy they're going to do it i think they'll probably go down the 90s show route we'll stick mm -hmm. with one season let's play in the waters a little bit let's see if netflix fucks up again yeah exactly <laughs> let's, let's let's let everybody burn themselves out on the on the last little wick they got left like yep. hbo turned into max which in uh discovery and then you got fucking paramount fucking back dealing with showtime which i got that now so i, I actually spent the extra money for get the, showtime to get showtime because there's a whole three new series i really want to watch oh nice so and that, that'll play into like the triple c and stuff like that yeah yeah because One's about cults and one's about a cult being on trial. So like, oh, there you go. It's fun, but uh, but yeah, like that's probably the biggest recent news uh, that I've seen. Some of the well, stuff. So what what is your ultimate now that we do have confirmation? Because I know we kind of spitballed what we want to have a new season, and we were kind of jumping all around because we didn't know where it was going to land. Mm -hmm. Now that we do know that there is a time jump, what do you want to see from the new series? I want to see. Uh, kind of the evolution of rainy street you know let's see what happened to this small little suburb of texas you mm -hmm. know is he going to go the route of 
an expanded neighborhood that's going to cause problems? Are they going to talk about gentrification or, hey, did Bill lose his house because, you know, houses go up? You know, what's the deal with, you know, what's Hank doing is he's 15 years in, so he's probably retired. Or at least the manager. Yeah, Buck Strickland's probably fucking dead. I would have gave that motherfucker five years after, like, the fourth season. So <laughs> the fact that he's still alive was a surprise to me because he, he's all about the good times, and good times are quick burning. So, <laughs> uh, But, yeah, I would like to see, you know, what happened to Bill, Dale, uh, Jeff. <laughs> uh, but, Hank, Hank – I hope they go back to kind of like the first season, very mm-hmm. Hank centric episodes. I think those were what people connected to the show to begin with. Yeah. Every character is so lovable. Everyone has their favorite moments with every new character that comes in. Gustavo, Luann, bu- uh, uh, her husband. Uh, lucky. Lucky. Uh, Tom Petty. Yeah. But like these characters, you know, you know someone that's like that. And that was the great thing about King of the Hills. And the special guests, I can only imagine who they're going to pull. And like the way Star Wars is, we talked about it last night, you know, all these super fans are showing up. And who's the special super fans that are going to show up to do voices in King of the Hill? Like the pantheon of character people that have shown up on King of the Hill in 13 seasons is astonishing. You know, oh, yeah. People like Bernie Mac, fucking uh, Matthew McConaughey, uh, fucking. just sports athletes out the ass. Oh yeah, I mean like six country music artists in one episode. Yeah, and it, it it's fun because that puts a mark on your career too. Yeah, and I'm kind of excited to see who who's going to show up and kind of you know put put themselves out there voice wise. Uh, I would like to see actually some of the cast from Futurama, <laughs> like fucking Katie Seagal, uh, yeah. Joe, John DiMaggio, and all them. Just like just something that just. You know, let them know that, hey, guys, you know, we're still doing it. We're still going. The only thing I worry about right now is with the writer's strike going on, that it's going to be delayed. Yeah, possibly. But at the same time, the Mike Judge team is so indie. I think they want this to happen so much. They're just going to do it. I, I I see how like the major Hollywood writers are on strike. I feel that this is so much of a passion project for Mike Judge and everyone else involved that they're just like, no, we we want to see this happen. But like I said, it's more of a wait and see. We still have, yeah. we don't have a real release date yet. We have maybe a time frame of next year. Yeah, maybe. Stephen Root was saying that uh, they're going to be doing table reads here soon. Yeah, the table reads coming up. Yeah. And soon. Uh, but I will say, um, what I hope to see from the show. And I've kind of bounced around in my head as to the reasonings why it could happen. And I've landed on either option being the way I would be okay with it. And I have a feeling I know which way they're going to go. But either I feel like they're going to go with option B. But with option A, something happens and Bobby has to come back home. Yeah. And now he has to live with Hank and Peggy for the summer. Much kind of like maybe Luann did. So he's got, he now has to move into the guest room. You know, maybe his room's taken up by something, XYZ. And he has to just kind of re experience what life's like. You know, maybe he moved to Austin. You know, maybe he moved out, you know, and just tried to get a bigger life for himself. And now he has to deal with being back in a smaller area. What I feel that they're going to go with is option B, which is. Bobby's doing fine for himself. Maybe he's living with Connie, you know, doing whatever. Maybe he doesn't live in Arlen anymore. But Gracie calls him. Mm. And now Gracie needs to move in. 
And now Bobby is having to deal with Gen Z when he's a millennial. Now, my mother and I have had these conversations before. You know, we, there's about maybe, you know, a 20 some odd age gap between me and my mother, but we kind of had very similar childhoods and like thought processes growing up. My sister and I only have nine to 10 years apart, but there is a major difference between us, yeah. even. I can see all of a sudden Bobby trying to understand and relate to Gracie, but not quite getting yeah. there. Then he calls Hank. Hank, Dad, Gracie's driving me nuts. I don't understand what is what is happening with this and the other. Huh. Well, son, that reminds me of when you were really into those troll dolls, and I didn't quite understand that either. All of a sudden, now they're building and have reaching an understanding of like, oh, well, that kid ain't right. Like, I wasn't right. Oh, I see where you're coming from now, Dad. So now we even get to see that extra layer of progression of their adult relationship of Hank still refusing to be like Cotton and just being like, you've got this, son. You were weird, too. I didn't know what to do with you. I didn't understand you. But I listened. Listen to Gracie. See what she's actually trying to tell you. The only thing about that, and this is something I don't want them to do, is pull a hard negative of Lucky and Luann or Bobby and Connie. If they were to bring Bobby back, let's say he moves back, do not make it to where he had to divorce Connie or separate from Connie. Don't do it like that. Yeah. Don't make it to where Lucky and Leanne abandons Gracie or they just left as being irresponsible or something terrible happened. Do not put that in the negative because that will ruin the show. I think because of the positivity that that King of the Hill brings, Mm -hmm. that if you were to introduce a negative just to create a fucking plot point up to that magnitude, you would really set yourself up for failure that 90s show did it perfect hey jackie and kelso divorced three fucking times because they're slapstick idiots that's funny because they have a kid together but it didn't ruin it you know what i'm saying like don't write off characters in a negative light just leave it up for the for the watcher to just been like hey where's lucky the win don't mention it don't fucking mention it and you're and you'll get these critics out of your way because that's one thing I kind of hate about the reboots are the critics themselves. Yeah. It's like, well, why didn't they do this? Why Just let them write the fucking show. So, well, King of the Hill was never afraid to really dive into something that may have been a little bit heavy every so often and unfortunately but there's no preamble to king of the hill in the beginning there is though no 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 no, they don't have nothing to build off of right right but what was the whole reason why um Luann had to move in in the first place. Yeah, but we don't find that out until the fourth episode. Still season one. Yeah, but they don't have a preamp. There's no there's no crowd to build off of. Right, right. But, but so but, for okay, storytelling but, for storytelling purposes in like book one, yeah, you can bring in the negative parts. But if this this is a nostalgia yeah, pool, you, I got cut off too quick, brother. What I'm trying to say is they've already established that the Platters have an unfortunate past. By episode four. That's all I was trying to say is that the platters have a very unfortunate history. It would not surprise me for King of the Hill to kind of go, well, Lucky and Luann aren't around now. I could see them kind of delicately doing like a, 
something bad happened yeah see i i, I would not watch it if they did that I really would, i'm serious like i'm i'm like you don't make a show like that where it's yeah, there are some negative stuff, but it works itself out. Yeah, what if what if the working itself out is the family coming together well, that, with good Hank and you know Gracie then it's and no everyone longer, else? That it's no longer animated situation comedy in storytelling. Yeah. So like, there is a grab for what they're trying to do with these shows. That ninety show, there's not a lot of bad shit going on. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like Don and Eric got divorced. Yeah. The worst thing that happened was Eric turned into red for like five <laughs> seconds. <laughs> Which was fantastic. Yeah, yeah that, that's, that's the full circle of storytelling. But uh, with something like this, it would throw me out of it really quickly. Yeah. Because of what we know happened to the real people mm-hmm. surrounding that. And I hope it's just one season, honestly, when they bring it back. Beavis and Butthead's a little different. That's you know that's comp- that's the YouTube comment section going rampant. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but like that's a good way to describe the it, show. Yeah, it's just two idiots talking about shit they see on YouTube. But like with King of the Hill, you know, give a give a epilogue chapter with season one of the new show mm-hmm. and just write it well. Yeah. Like, I understand people want a Futurama back so many times. You guys made the perfect fucking finale. You need to fucking stop. And apparently they're not. Yeah. So like that, that's the problem with like nostalgia. Like when we talk about it a lot, but that's where it should be. It should be to see something to talk about, not not something that's revamped for cash. You're just reprinting the dollar bill. Yeah. Constantly. So by the time we're fucking forty. Marvel will come out with the new Iron Man movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is the new Tony Stark. I remember by, when I was a yeah. kid and I saw the first one in the theaters. Yeah, and Frankie Munez is president. It's like, Jesus Christ, it's going to be wild. <laughs> what a time to be alive. Out, the guy that played Al Borland would be vice president. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I, I don't know. I, for me personally, it wouldn't take me out of it too much. It would maybe even kind of ground it a little bit of like that, you know, family realism, yeah. you know, how it's like, you know, yeah, I mean, not everything goes good all the time, you know? And just because it doesn't go good doesn't mean that you have to tell a sad story. Sometimes the best stories come out of a tragedy and tragedy. And if, I don't know, unless they wanted to go the route of, you know, Gracie's going to spend summer with Bobby. And that just feels so empty and shallow. I I just see it as if Mike Judge does this and he fucks it up, That'll be Mike Judge. That's the problem with these people coming back. You know, Matt Grounding is dead in the water with the Simpsons right now because he can't fucking escape the shackles of Fox. And it's just like, no, he wrote a great episode to end the Simpsons when Homer died. Yeah. Nah, we got to keep printing it. You know, it's just like, fine, whatever. We got to make Cinderella and Snow White and everything else live action. Why? Because we don't have property anymore. <laughs> we're running out of land, guys. We got to create more land. So, like, we don't, we're running out of horses to beat. Yeah, and so, like, I'll just end it there. Like, yeah, a wait and see. Yeah, I agree. I'm so, I'm so happy to wait and see. I'm glad they're doing it, but in the back of my mind, it's still just episode 18, season 13. And and maybe just for me. They've just built up so much goodwill with all the Beavis and Butthead things they've been doing mm-hmm. that I'm just like, gimme. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm ready. I trust you. Yeah. But yeah, some other news going in, uh, or gaming news since we talked about the Switch earlier. Uh, May 12th is when Link Tears for the Kingdom finally drops. Yes. Uh, the reason I haven't been playing Mario Sunshine is because I've been replaying Breath of the Wild for the 85th, <laughs> 85th fucking time. 
just to get my get my things going. And the reviews have already come in from a lot of gamers and ten out of ten. Like a lot of people have already preemptively called it ten out of ten. They're like, it's ridiculously good. Wow. Uh the most hardest critique was still a nine out of ten because the guy said, I hadn't played Breath in the Wild in so long, I forgot the fucking controls. <laughs> that was his excuse. But that's a skill problem. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's on you, son. <laughs> yeah, you're a gamer critic and you forgot how to play the goddamn game. That's on you. Yeah. <laughs> you don't take a point for that. <laughs> you lazy sack you of shit. take a personal point. Yeah. But uh yeah, there's some news out coming out of the out of nintendo uh they're going to be revamping the switch mm-hmm. um something new they haven't disclosed it what it's going to be i think it's going to be a bigger memory uh more ram yeah um, that that heavily rumored switch pro that they've been teasing or being rumored yeah. for like the last two years and another thing uh from gaming news is uh game freaks has officially let go of pokemon yeah but on the heels of that uh monster energy drink has decided to sue the Pokemon franchise for the use of the word monster. And then I I read about this two weeks ago when yeah. I wanted to break, I forgot to bring it up. Uh, monster does this a lot. Uh, sues people for no fucking reason. Yep. Uh, they sued the Toronto Raptors. Uh, I know you're not a basketball fan, but one of their logos is a basketball with three claw marks on it because their mascot's a giant Raptor. Uh, and they're like, we're suing the Toronto Raptors an NBA team part of the billion dollar corporation that is the nba and i'm just like do a countersuit on monster do it yeah they're not that good <laughs> honestly like i've seen it's the worst energy drink it tastes like metal it's horrible and like and not even the good kind of metal they they're they're uh where, where i work we have a canteen system they're slowly like taking it out like they replace it with celsius and prime and all this other shit i'm just like get ghost about the fuckers i hate having to go to the fucking store every other day to grab two cans of this shit this is like i can't find the red white and blue one because that's the one i want to try i finally tried it yeah i can't find it's good bitch i went to the 7-eleven and they had it on the door i'm just like oh fuck it's in the store let me grab two no out of stock get the fuck out of here <laughs> yeah it is a 7-eleven exclusive but yeah that, that, that's something i was just thinking about monster i'm just like you yeah when I think of monster, I think of the energy drink, not just the word monster. And it's just like the trademark system. And I don't know. It's like, I hope PepsiCo just drops them motherfuckers so goddamn fast. Dude, if PepsiCo, the sixth largest corporation of our food products, just says, fuck monster. Just fuck you guys. Go go to Coca-Cola. Maybe they'll pick you up. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. just like, oh, wait, no, they, they're part of Frito-Lay. They're uh-huh. not going to pick you up, dumbass. <laughs> but uh, pick up Ghost. Ghost. Oh yeah, Ghost is great. Uh, Sponsor us. Uh, another little part of a uh, a guy we used to talk about, uh, Jerry Springer passed. Yes. Uh, well, before we move on to Jerry Springer, I have another little side Pokemon news. So let's kind of keep it at least a little organized on that one. Um, there has been a big upheaval in the Pokemon trading card community. Yeah. So over the last couple years, the trading card community has been seeing controversy after controversy, whether it be tons of fake booster packs being sold or booster packs already being opened up, siphoned through for all the good cards and then resealed and sold. Factory lines getting stopped. Well, that's the newest one. So apparently on a new line of cards, someone stole 
here's here's the best way to describe it okay so when you print out baseball cards trading cards of any kind they come out in really long sheets of paper and then those long sheets of paper get fed into a cutter then a sorter stacker organizer pack it up send it out the door so the last time hands physically touch the product is when it's in those really long sheets of paper and it's the image proofs it's heavily rumored that that was the moment in which people were grabbing the rare holographic cards off the line and sneaking them out of the warehouse now or well actually i'll clarify the only thing they have proof is that these cards were being removed from the building. Where in the process, they're not sure. But this isn't like 20 cards showed up. It's this card didn't even make the fucking pack. They yeah. stole so many. And that's that's kind of like a, a problem I have with the trading card industry. They're trying to create their own currency, basically, and fuck with the market. Uh, well, oh. OK, well, with when you say they I'm talking about the printers. I'm, yeah, we're talking about one or two individual people on the line, yeah. not the overall yeah. organization yeah. creating so, the card. So the organization, when they print, they're like, hey, there's going to be a thousand of these, but out of that thousand that we make, we're going to print a hundred sheet of this one card. And every 17th pack is going to have that special card. Out of this pack, we're going to do five hundred. You know, we're going to yeah. overproduce this one card, but this holographic one because it is hard. It is hard to make a holographic card and make it perfect. Uh, yeah, we're just going to be limited on that. Uh, working on working in factories that do this, I do. I can kind of guess where in the line it gets to. It's right before the packing line. Yeah. During uh, proof sets, what happens is in trading cards, uh, you can watch on how it's made yep. on YouTube. Uh, you have a proof setter, a quality control. What they're looking for are cards that are messed up. So I can all center cuts. Yeah, yeah. Because I remember, I remember when I was a, when fourth grade, we got packs of cards, and it's just like, oh man, this one's fucked up. And it's just like, I'm keeping this one because this is going to be the biggest fucking card because this side is yellow and this side doesn't have any yellow on it. And it's just like, no, you got a fucked up card. Good yeah. catch though. Like that's that's hard to find because quality control is big. That's why it's called quality control. And this what's, what's funny is <laughs> the people that did this. These dumb motherfuckers posted photo, like photo, photos got posted of thousands of cards. And see, and this is the part that baffles me. Uh, Charlie, Moist Critical, he was commenting on it. And as soon as I had the thought, he also mentioned at the same time, which is these bitches had thousands of these cards. You know that tops, whoever is manufacturing these cards, have cameras everywhere or you would hope so So, okay if if my old warehouse that had like body supplements if we had cameras in every room you're mean to tell me the company that's in charge of pokemon trading cards doesn't have a million cameras we have 10 cameras in my smoke shop I am willing to put my paycheck on the fact that there is a camera at I'm, every corner of this place. I imagine there are cameras. Then you got to pay somebody to monitor them fucking cameras. And honestly, it comes down to human effect. Like, yeah. Unless they put AI to the son of a bitch, whether it looks like, hey, Joe over here fucked up. Mm-hmm. 
everybody down to your fucking undies. We're doing this like Coke dealers used to do when they make when they powdered Coke. Everyone works in their underwear, so I know you're not sneaking a bump, sneaking a little bag out the door. You know, if you want to go to that route, yeah, do it. Uh, funny enough, working at a candy factory, that's something they kind of did. They, they gave you uh, a uniform. They didn't have pockets, yeah. so you can't pocket candy out the line yeah uh that's what everybody nobody got a cold either because they kept eating on the line <laughs> eating cough drops I, know, you so. ke- I was gonna say you keep saying candy factory you made medicine it was cough drops it was cough drops uh suckers and stuff but it was candy so there's a lot of sugar in those things <laughs> like people when you eat when you eat cough drops there's a lot of sugar in it too. Okay, it's candy with medicine. I in know. It. I just laugh at the fact that you always call it a candy it warehouse. It used to be a candy factory. Too. That's what's funny. <laughs> you're you're ma- literally making cough drops. Though, is not if you're eating cough drops like candy, you have a problem. Then they shouldn't taste like fucking candy. <laughs> they should taste like alcohol. All right, like kaopectate and shit like that. That's what they should taste like. It should taste terrible. They, they're like, oh god, why does this cough medicine taste like old booze and old cherries? <laughs> why does this cough medicine taste like medicine? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what the two tastes like. But guess what? No one's going to buy that. <laughs> they want sweet cherry. For the kids. For the kids, goddammit. And it's candy. Vitamin C, vitamin C uh, cough, uh, cough drops, that's candy. <laughs> but it's like, I, I just question, though, like, I could even imagine getting a couple hundred out somehow. But whether it be before the sheets got cut or somehow after the sheets got cut, the amount they were able to sneak out. Now, granted, yeah, you could sneak out an easy, say, 15 or 20 if you grab an uncut sheet. But now you have to worry about getting this uncut sheet perfectly from point A to point B without any creases, folds, or markings as to ruin the value of the card I later think, on. I think now that, you're also going to have to cut them. I think what they did was they had a deal from from slit operator all the way down to packaging. Where it's just like, hey guys, I talked to a guy in quality control. That look at the look at the cars before they get packed. You know, he's probably got probably, probably a little stack machine. You know, and you got one guy watching a machine stack counts to probably one to seventeen. One to two to seventeen, rare card. One to seventeen, rare card. Make it an odd number because when the package comes out, it's even. So you really fuck up trying to find it. I imagine it was an organization of probably like 10 people who come together and be like, hey, we got a guy who's going to sell the product. We got a guy who's going to collect the product. We got a guy that's going to find the product. And one, two, three, four. It's like stealing from an assembly line. Hey, how am I going to get this part out of here? One piece at a fucking time. You know what I'm saying? So, like, if I was wanted to steal from my work, I would work every station a week. Yeah. So, like, I would slowly collect enough pieces of this part to make a whole part. I think what we're going to find out later is that there was an agreement made between shifts. Hey, stick this one. Quality control. This one's bad. Stick it out. But, like, another problem I have with it is, which makes it dumber, is it's all about rarity, right? Yeah. The game's game's about rarity. You're telling me you're going to charge me $1,000 for a card I can literally see you have a 1000 of? Yeah. Oh, but well, no, that's where they fucked up. They're trying to unload like hundreds yeah. of these things at a yeah. time. The value just drops. Yes. Like so, that's the dumb way of doing it. You grab out 20 of them and you sell 20 for decent prices and you wait a little bit, then you sell a little bit more. You you drip them into the market. Yeah. You don't go like, hey, you want a wholesale. You, you, want, you want 200 of these shiny Vaporeons? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's literally how inflation works. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's literally how if I flood the market with money, the money becomes less valuable. <laughs> That's literally how that works. And 
the fact that people in that business did it that stupidly it is astonishing it really is um but yeah that, it, but for pokemon it's kind of their own little beast they kind of set up i hate the fact that cards i used to have as a kid are worth that much now yeah and it defeats the purpose of doing what you were meant to do with those cards which was play with them yeah enjoy them yeah this trade what, them with your yeah, friends this is, this is why the star wars toys are ridiculous they should make millions and millions of luke lego men and been like no, we have millions of these. These are worth like a cent. Yeah. <laughs> you don't, don't enjoy nerds. Don't elbow a child in a Toys R Us if it still existed. <laughs> God. But no, speaking of elbowing children and disappointment and lowering the bar, the the king of trash television, as you mentioned earlier, is no longer on this mortal coil. Jerry's, I would have liked his Paul Jerry Bear. Springer has shuffled on off. I would have liked his pallbearers to be a Klansman, a Catholic priest, a midget, a postman, and probably three bodyguards. I think that would have been appropriate for his pallbearers. I just would have loved people to search hitting Jerry as he was lowered to the ground. Jerry. Jerry, <laughs> this is Steve Wilco given the last. <laughs> oh my God, yes. Jerry no, was a piece of shit. Everybody <laughs> just wanted to let you know. No, I, I was out on the road. I'd woken up. I uh, was kind of trying to gather myself together, and right as I was about to head out the door, I opened up my phone, took a look. I was like, "Oh shit, Jerry Springer is gone." Yeah, and like he was one of those first guys that when he. First got in trouble before he was Jerry Springer. He was the mayor of Cincinnati. He was Gerald Spring. Yeah. And he was probably the most honest, corrupt politician there ever was. Honest, corrupt politician? Do you know the story of Jerry Springer when he was mayor of Cincinnati? He got a hooker. He paid her with a check that bounced. And it came out and she fucking like went after him. And he it came out in like the public, like in the newspapers and stuff. And he said he did a press conference and resigned on the spot. He used public money to pay for a hooker and like, guys, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But I'm going to use this as the basis of a TV show because I bet someone else did something yeah. like this. But he was also like, he was also very positive for his community. He's like Jim Jones in like the first three years. He was really good. <laughs> he was really positive until he went to shit. Like, <laughs> like, like that, that, that's, the, that's kind of the funny story about you know, some of these guys from back in the day. Hilarious. Were, yeah, they were good people in the beginning until they got caught doing something stupid. You know, that happens every day now. Jared Fogle, that's coming back now. <laughs> whole fucking story about him now but yeah it's 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 kind of sad but everyone else is next so who gives a shit <laughs> everyone else is next montel's next oh no maury oh oprah stood on the backs of those midgets what do you think jerry's final thought was eat a dick <laughs> all of you I, i've hated doing this show for so long I've got people killed. Because I was going to say his <laughs> final thoughts, his final word, everything. Yeah, I was yeah, wondering what his were, final word. And it was always, for the most part, it was a positive message about communication and loving yourself and, you know, treating everyone with respect, even though the people he had on were the bottom barrel echelon of just shit Floridians. <laughs> that, was, that was kind of the fantastic thing about it. The, going back to our trash tv episode which was one of our highest ones yeah, yeah. Uh, the highest rated episodes but uh yeah it's 
rest in peace jerry springer yeah and definitely had to bring it up here because uh we kind of call back to that at the very end of every episode i know chris do you have any sort of final thoughts for us so and actually it was kind of born out of that episode oddly enough yeah. it was that was uh that was so far a few episodes have actually uh, surpassed that now uh actually of all things are um ranking every video game console so yeah but but before that uh the biggest played one was the uh, trash tv and i think that was the birth of chris do you have any sort of final thoughts for us so hate is the only answer folks <laughs> violence choose violence every fucking time well do we have any other news segments we want to go over i do want to say something like uh-oh so when We've talked about it before, conspiracy-wise, about your phones listening to you doing yeah. objective ads and shit like that. Uh, all my ads are in Spanish now, for some reason, and there's a different McDonald's lo- sounding logo in Spanish. Sounding logo? When you hear the McDonald's, how do they end it? I'm loving it. Not or some variation. Not in Spanish. In Spanish, it's... It's got an accent, and I'm just like, what the fuck? It's Spanish? Really? You got to throw a fucking Pueblo accent on the goddamn ba-da-ba-ba-bop? Jesus Christ, you are pandering. And, like, I didn't think too much out of it because I was using a VPN, and I was using a VPN, and I got YouTube. Well, yeah. when, it, when I use the VPN, it's YouTube Canada. So all my ads are in French-Canadian, which... I don't pay attention. I just try to hit the skip button as fast as possible. Yeah, yeah. But I'm just like, their commercials are a lot different from ours. There are no drug commercials out of Canada. Never seen a drug commercial in French. But like, it's all like, just like deodorant and American products. <laughs> and I'm just like, that's fucking weird hearing it in French. And I'm just waiting for the McDonald's French one. I'm hating it. And it's just like, what the fuck? Dude, it, it, it popped up in the middle of me walking from my car to work. And it was like, yo quiero, da, 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 double cheeseburger in Spanish, whatever. And it's just like, and it's like even a different cadence. And I'm just like, what the fuck? I looked at my phone. I'm just like, was it an ad built into the episode? Can I rewind? No, it was in between episodes. God damn it. And I'm just like, it pops up one in a million. Like, shot. And I'm just like, I stop what I'm doing because I'm just like, is there a way for me to record this? Because why would you do that? That's that, that right there is right up there with the Mario so- noise or whatever yeah, you know, yeah. logo you hear and sound. But like, why would you give it an accent and a different cadence? It's so fucking weird. And uh, before we go any further into the main topic, I want to throw this out to all our listeners. You mentioned this and it made me just think about it. And this is actually a perfect platform uh, to put this call out on. If I'd thought about it sooner, I would have mentioned it earlier in the episode. Uh, so as I mentioned, Chris had to work all last week. I was out on the road and while I was on the road uh, doing video stuff with Tuck Smith and the Restless Hearts, he tuck randomly stopped when we were not literally stopped but like when we were in the van he stopped conversation and went do you guys remember the old win dixie jingle do you remember it chris no he did and proceeded to sing it over and over and over in the van i've looked on youtube and I can't find this jingle. Yeah. There are a thousand Win Dixie commercials on YouTube, and I had to have listened to at least like thirty of them. He and the thing is, is he sang it, and I can hear, 
I can I feel like I can hear it in my head, but it was like a Win Dixie, low prices. That's our promise. That's our way. Win Dixie. Yeah. I found so many that end with the Win Dixie, but not the full jingle. So if any listener in here knows what I'm talking about and can find that, you would not only make my day, but for me to be able to send that in the group chat and be like, I found the fucking jingle because he had even the perfect callback uh, joke to it too. So he kept singing it over and over, making us laugh about it. And about maybe five minutes down the road, someone for some reason pointed out like a Dollar General. And he just goes, you know the Dollar General jingle? Win Dixie, low prices. <laughs> I would have thrown something at him. I don't care if he was driving. I would have thrown like a Sprite bottle full of piss at him. I was like, oh. But what, what that reminds me of is Save-A-Lot, which was at the grocery store. They would have an internal jingle that would be different from their commercials. Because I remember... Uh, Come to save a lot where the dollar goes further. That was their thing on commercials. Yeah. But they had a song when you were in the store between yeah. songs. My dollar goes far at save a lot. And that was their jingle, but you would never hear it. So what I'm thinking he's hearing is the internal jingle in the store oh. from growing to the store as a kid. That's probably why you wouldn't hear it. Maybe. That, that's part of a psychology thing. about, And that might be why it triggered a weird memory yeah. of mine because we also shopped at Winn-Dixie yeah, when I was Because another one is a Family Dollar. We used to go to Family Dollar a lot, and they had an internal jingle, which was the Family Dollar goes further at Family Dollar. And no, uh, Family Dollar where the Family Dollar goes further. Yeah. And it was, but it was like a, a jingle and cadence and everything. And I'm just like, yep, yeah, I probably couldn't find that unless somebody took a – took a recording device in a mall somewhere and went click <laughs> well i'm telling you a lot of that stuff's being found and like yeah. put oh, on youtube my, and my stuff. hotel mall someone did, uh, had a uh, vhs of our mall from around 1988 in its fucking prime people wow. smoking in the arcades fucking the jc penny fucking woolworths smoking everywhere hell yeah <laughs> goddamn fucking bush reagan years man it was the shit but yeah so if anyone knows where to find that win dixie jingle send it through in the email post it in the discord lost media that we'll never yes. see yes uh, hit me up in the uh, on instagram anywhere anywhere you can find me yeah. send me some win dixie jingles I, I probably heard it before but you know what maybe you stumbled across the right one and then if you need to hear the jingle that again is there is deep, a rewind there's one of those on uh, deep reddit threads where somebody posted on like daily motion yeah or something like some website you can't really access that well anymore or, uh, or a quick a quick time fuck i bet it's a quick time file i swear to Christ, it's a quick time file. <laughs> some asshole just record that while some guy's getting yelled at in the fucking bread line <laughs> well grab your mushrooms and grab your fire flower it's time to talk about the mario movie <laughs> Yeah, we are a little late to the party on this one, but again... But it's a Mario party. It will, It's a Mario <laughs> party, and Japan's only getting this here pretty soon. Yeah. So it's not even had like its full, full, full release like globally. So yeah. uh, From what I understand, it's released in uh, parts of Europe, Mexico, mainly North America. Yeah. Because uh, I saw the advertising... America, damn it, yeah. I saw, I saw the Montreal poster for it. It's all in French. Yeah. And I saw the Mexican one, and this is all in Spanish. And I'm just like that's makes fucking, sense. That's fucking hilarious that 
it ha- the the artists that have to do like the logo and shit have to be like oh, i gotta write this in fucking spanish <laughs> god <laughs> fucking damn and then because the version i saw was the spanish one and like even the commercial's different in the in that version so it's, it's not mario brothers plumbing it's mario brothers plumera which means plumbing in spanish yeah <laughs> and i'm like god damn it <laughs> <laughs> well um overall what did you think of the film it was a 9 out of 10. It was, it was, it, like you said, it was a fun movie. Uh, it made me want to play the Mario game that I have of yours, but I just ended up playing the Super Mario Brothers game for the SNES instead. But like, it, it's a perfect cartoon movie. Uh, and I went online after I watched it toward the end. Uh, I went online because I kind of saw what was coming along was the criticisms. And none of those are valid. Not a single I one. I couldn't find a valid criticism on IMDb, Yahoo, uh, Google reviews. And I'm just like, you. I don't know what the fuck you watched. Like, a lot of that times I watch, they're like, it's woke. I'm just like, it's fucking Mario. It's the opposite. I mean, it's it's not. Not even opposite. It's just a fucking it's movie. It's void of any. Yeah, I think it passes the Bechdel test or Bechdel test. Uh, Bechdel test is a, uh, a test that you rank a movie through certain things that happen in the movie. Uh where it passes like a feminism thing and it's a very elaborate one but it's a very hard thing to pass and i'm pretty sure it probably fucking passed it which is fucking hilarious but like but yeah just going into it i love the beginning yeah it, it, it kicks straight off with bowser rolling on up into the ice kingdom whipping some penguin ass <laughs> yeah and it was and it was very like quick and simple yeah and it quickly establishes oh he is a threat yeah but and like, he's after a superstar got it yeah and like if you were this is a very i think this movie is very geared toward not just mario fans but 64 fans which was the 3d mario time to be alive um but like it even goes to some of the Wii games, some of the yep. Wii U games, the old games, you know. Uh, Every generation of Mario is shown in this movie. Yeah. And even in the, going after that, where we see Bowser, we see the Koopas, we see all these cool characters, and that's only like 1%, yep. it seems like. And then we get the Mario brothers yes with the extended plumbing trailer yeah um that way because and they perfect i i was curious as to what chris pratt meant when he was fielding questions about the accent and he was like we don't do heavy accents in the movie goes but i feel the way we went across with it it'll make sense just trust me just watch the movie it'll make sense and in the commercial because in the one on youtube they never speak Outside of, you know, actually, no, yeah, they don't speak at all. It's the Princess Peach original voice actress that says lines. In the movie version, they talk about all the areas that they service. And Chris is using that traditional Mario voice where everything is a super, you know, it's a super Mario Brothers. Wahoo! You know, that kind of stuff. Immediately, they pull away to the TV and Pratt's Mario goes... Do, do you think the accents are just a bit too much? Yeah. Immediately, right on cue, Charles Martinet as Jumpman yeah. turns around and goes, no, 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 I think it's perfect. Wahoo! Yeah. And it's like, holy fuck, within the first 30 seconds of this movie, you've immediately gotten me sold. Yeah, and there are parts in the movie where I kind of forget it's Chris Pratt because it's not his voice. You know, no. it's, it... it it's him changing his voice just enough. Uh, 
which is fine mm-hmm. you know unlike Ch- someone else yeah uh charlie day that's charlie day yeah well day. I, d- I didn't have a problem with that yeah, yeah but like uh, that that's the only criticism i would have there wasn't enough luigi yeah in it, and there wasn't enough barely any but i'll get to the end of this one character but it's it's a quick fast opening which yeah. i love hey they're in the world for probably about 15 minutes they're in the real world they meet their original boss we find out they quit to go on their own which is a very ballsy move in the world you know even in you know just acting to better yourself and he's getting criticism for it and okay that's cool all You're, the way from the boss to the family yeah and that builds you know let's build some character build some dialogue hey why is mario going to be like this in the movie it's like well now we understand why why is luigi scared of stuff when we find out why and did it just the animation just clicks and this is where i watched it i stopped the movie halfway and rewound it and started again this was a hardcore Wizard of Oz movie, and that's the vibe I got throughout the whole movie. This is the Wizard of Oz, and I can see that. Not even the, like like you don't think about the black and white on this, but like this is the bland world of people. In this world, it's a it's illumination. In this world, the illumination. You know, like this is the illumination yeah, world. Yeah, yeah. In this one, this is the Nintendo world. You know, things work differently here. There's about five different kinds of things that are alive here and it's mm-hmm. and it's fucking terrifying <laughs> but like this is the world you're building and i like that they left a semblance of vagueness of like why is this door here yeah why is what you know how does I will it work say, i will say that's the most that was the only moment in the movie i went all right, I am watching a kid's movie. But that, like, that was the only time I ever felt like, like I was a, watching it because it was when they stumbled across the first pipe, and I'm like, really? Well, it's, a, it's, a, okay. it's a little area of mystery, and you want to have that a little bit. Yeah. In an I mean, it didn't take, I didn't ruin yeah. it by any yeah. means, but it was the one moment I was reminded, oh, yeah, I am watching a kid's yeah. movie. And <laughs> it was like a Marvel movie, and that, I, that's, I have a great comparison with that toward the end. But yeah, it was a solid movie. It was fast paced enough, and whoever decided to do the animation choreography just for the action scenes alone played Nintendo games. 100%. Nintendo, even the opening credits, Illumination, and that little minion comes out, and then it's the 8-bit Mario Brothers. Boom, boom. Nintendo. And I'm just like, if y'all had done the Super Nintendo opener where it's the doom, 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 silver letters uh-huh. and with a boom, ching, I would have been like, I'm buying this on fucking Blu-ray. Like, I'm buying this on fucking Blu-ray. I swear to God. Like that guy you see on the uh, uh, TikTok or Reels where it's just like he's plugging his PlayStation 1 up. Uh-huh. He's turning his TV on. He cuts the disc in, closes it, backs up. Mm-hmm. And it just oh. goes black. And then it's PlayStation. Oh. And it's like, yes, it works. Thank God it still fucking works. <laughs> fucking Christ. <laughs> but yeah, it's, that, that right there just brought me into it yeah um and it is vibrant i will say that oh yeah illumination we we know them and pixar Pixar had dreamcast uh, dreamcast dreamworks (laughs) they have really stepped up their game Mm -hmm. across the board like with like all their products that they come out all their movies and stuff yeah it's it's fantastic they are goofy looking but damn they still look good (laughs) yeah uh the one criticism I saw was Mario doesn't have an ass. And I'm just like, what? That's your criticism, you fucking weirdo? Yeah, I mean, so they, he gets a, the only real criticism I have. I mean, 
as I mentioned earlier, this isn't the criticism. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, there's not really a plot. The brothers get sucked in. They get separated. Luigi gets sent off to the dark world. Mario gets dropped off with Toad. Toad takes him to Peach. Peach is like, oh, I know where your brother is. I don't like that dude either. Let's go fight him. And it's he's literally like, a game. Okay. It's literally the plot of a game. Yeah, just That's reversed. It. You're saving Luigi instead of Peach. Yeah. So it's like there's not much plot. So we're, we are definitely going to kind of bounce around different moments and just kind of talk about our favorites. My only major negative I had with the movie... Charlie Day is Luigi, perfect. Chris Pratt is Mario, you didn't hear it after a while. Uh, the girl that did Peach, fantastic. Fuck Seth Rogen. Fuck Seth Rogen and his ridiculous fucking laugh and his stupid ego. I read after the fact that part of his contract stated that he was not going to put on a voice. Fuck that egotistical asshole. That took me out of the movie just hearing Seth Rogen in Donkey Kong. He could have thrown in just the tiniest bit of like, to the voice, and it would have made it so much better. But no, it was just Seth Rogen voice on Donkey Kong, and I did not like that at all. I didn't have a problem with it because they did such a good job with the other Kong characters that those guys didn't get a lot of you know play no uh, but all I could think of was the animated series of Donkey Kong and the amount of because that was a 3D animated show and they sounded like the 3D animated characters and it, it really brought me into that part of it I don't think I ever saw that it was fun it was on the Disney Channel I had a friend that had the Disney Channel he had money and <laughs> Uh, I genuinely have never seen any of what you're talking about. The animated Donkey Kong show? Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty good. It was 3D animated. It came around the time Beast Wars was out. Okay. Reboot back when everybody got real invested into 3D animation and then just threw it in the trash (laughs) because they're like, we can make 2D with computers now. Who gives a fuck? Um, And anime was kicking everybody's ass. Uh, But yeah, that, that was... It, it oh was, god the 3d models on this are terrifying yeah but when you're a kid they're not <laughs> god no, i have never i'm gonna have to do a deep dive on this i have yeah. never seen this yeah. wow because they sound like the characters from that show from what i remember yeah um and i like i like the fact that they put that in there it didn't seem like it fit at first until you see like the world map right that gets brought up uh the well, I, but but his his voice though just annoyed the piss out of me though. Yeah, I, I didn't I didn't think about it the whole time I was watching it. They didn't. The only thing, the, my only criticism is of this movie is they steal something from Mar- Marvel at the end. Okay. Uh, oh, uh, the big fight. But I, I'll get to that. But like, you know what? What I did like about three quarters, almost done with the movie. What I was thinking. Why is this not a goddamn video game? And then I was like, it's a fucking video. God damn it. <laughs> like, like, I was literally, like, I was literally watching it and I forget, I literally forgot that it's a goddamn video game. And I was thinking, man, this would be the funnest goddamn video game if it, was, if, if it wasn't broken up. You know what I'm saying? Like, could you imagine a Mario Land game, a Super Mario Land game where you can drive carts? Yeah. You can change characters. Like, the only one that did claim close to this was uh, Legend of the Seven Stars for right. Super Nintendo, and no one's played that fucking game because Square Enix made it, and it was one of their best RPGs ever. But 
I kept thinking, like, I, like I had to stop. What I just pressed ball. God damn it! <laughs> I want to play this game. Like, it's just, fuck. I'm honestly surprised that there hasn't been an announcement for a Mario Brothers movie game. Oh yeah, no, we, we. I'm, I'm, I'm for sure about that. I think they wanted to put the movie out first and just yeah. been like, it's a video game movie. Let's try to make it work. You know, not like Mortal Kombat. Hey, we added a new character no one's ever heard of. <laughs> You'll play it for the DLC of the PlayStation Six. It's just like <laughs> fuck. <laughs> You know, it's oh, god damn it. You know, that's kind of the downfall of video game to live media or just media in general is, yeah. you know, trying to adapt it. But like, this is probably first, if not second best video game movie mm-hmm. ever made. And uh, right next to the original Mario's movie. I also thought it was uh, really cool that Charles Martinet also played Mario's dad. Yes, that was that was cool. Yeah. Um, one thing going into it was the. So, like, just story-wise, Mario lands in Mario Land. <laughs> Toadstool Kingdom or whatever. Yeah, again, uh, you get the Nintendo 64 castle, you get the giant peach thing, and you're getting it, and I'm just like, Alex is loving this shit. Yep, yep, okay. every, bit, every bit of it. And I'm just like, hey, Toad is here, and he's fucking active you know he's a cool character coming going Key back. michael key killed that yeah, it was it, awesome it was like he didn't have a problem putting a voice on he's a fucking imposter actor so yeah he, he can do anything he's like uh, andy circus uh but everybody like mario sunshine when you had to run and talk to the toads to get figure out how to get the stars and yep. shit uh in certain parts where you're walking through the castle, it kind of gave me that Al Delfino look, where it's very light. There's a fountain, you know, the water effects were cool. Uh, and then we go into the the whole thing of very fast paced. Hey, I need help finding my brother. She's like, "Holy shit, you're a person." Fuck yeah, I'm, you're another person. I'm a person. Yeah, yeah, I'll fucking help you. And it's just like these wide eyed, bushy tailed motherfuckers are just going out and. She already has a plan made up. She decides to take Mario's attack along, which I didn't have a problem with. You know, she's an established character. And that was the whole thing about Mario. When you think about it, it's like he's a regular guy going into a fantasy world, finding a print, a lady in a pink dress. Yep, that's the Wizard of Oz. Yep. <laughs> and go, going into the whole gauntlet, the first gauntlet. Yes, let's let's explain that platforming exists. Yeah. And this is our gauntlet. And I don't know what you thought about it, but it reminded me of Super Mario 2 where it's like a movie set. Yeah. Yeah. Where, where you see the... Or it's sc- like a play. It's like a play because the curtain comes back yep. and you see like, oh, all the background is like screwed on and it's like... Oh, Mario 3. Mario, Mario 3. 3. That's what it was. Yeah, but it, that's what it reminded me of. Yeah. It was just like curtain draw. It's just like, yeah, this isn't real. This is a, this is a training thing. And that's what was cool. And yeah. You get so many different things from the oh, different... Oh, but games. Peach was able to get it on the first try. She lives there. Oh, and it's uh, uh oh, what is uh, what's the word I'm thinking? Oh. A fucking cartoon. <laughs> Did you know Bugs Bunny? I just, I just remembered to get some of the angry nerd yeah. commentary, yeah. so I had to throw it back out. You know, there. Bugs Bunny swims through ground. <gasps> oh my god! How, how does he do that? Is he from the creature from Tremors? No, <laughs> no, he's a fictional, fictional character. Okay, <laughs> I have to sign it out for you, fucking losers. Like Jesus Christ! This is why I learned sign, so I could call someone a fucking idiot in sign. <laughs> But or hey, did uh did Eric leave? <laughs> but uh, it it doesn't take me out of it. I, yeah. It's still an animated movie to me, and but it makes it to another level. It's just like I could take my nieces to see this, and they'd be fun because they don't play Mario games. Yeah, but they'd still have fun. Yes, 
I could sit back and watch and hear like the existential dread of some of these characters and laugh. Mm-hmm. Especially a certain character that did take me out of it was a little blue star character. Ah, uh, the Luma. The Luma, who is dark, has existential dread just oozing off of it. I love that Luma, dude. And I'm just like, I love the penguin. Shut the fuck up! <laughs> like, just like, you're bringing us all down and we're literally lowering into our deaths, but you're making yes, it worse. it's gonna be such sweet relief. Yeah, and I'm just like, Hope, just like your sentence, or just like the cell, can never escape. And it's just like, who, what Nietzsche motherfucker wrote this goddamn downward spiral of a character that looks like a Kirby character? I love the variant of like that arc where it's like the cages are getting lowered into the lava, and then they start reversing back up, and everyone's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, this, <laughs> this fucking Depeche Mode Pearl Jam sad the sack. Cure. yeah. This fucking loot, this fucking Robert Smith sad sack is just like, <laughs> get the fuck out of it. It was funny. It's hilarious. It's not like a valid criticism, but it's just like, oh God, more of the sad sack. It's like, this is such a happy movie. And that's I loved some, it. And like, out of a lot of content I'm binging right now, a positive thing is good. I've been listening to 16 hours of Mormons, of fucking david koresh of jim jones of fucking the chicago rippers fucking all all for you all for you listeners yes all so i could do the fucking research i've been listening to books about cannibalism about fucking monstrous things you should never know about don't go outside anymore guys it's fucking dangerous did you know there's a serial killer in austin right now that should be in the news part he's a serial drowner he drowns people there's killers in chicago right now these are all true things that are coming out of my mouth during my thing about mario the only positive thing i've watched in 13 days Eight hours a day of content going you, through my brain in headphones. You don't need some glowing fucking blue star being like, we're all going to die. Fuck this. I'm, kick, I'm kicking the cassette out. <laughs> like my grandma with the ACDC highway to hell. Just eject. Throw it out the fucking window. And it's like, fuck. But it, that was my nerd brain on that. But Dustin, you better be appreciative. Yeah, yeah. I'm sending you a puzzle, you son of a bitch. <laughs> but uh, when he puts it together, it's just you flipping them yeah, off. Yeah, it's just a picture of me just giving the finger. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> I'll sign it. God damn it. But, but like, this is like, watching it, this is like going, going so fast from that, the platform scene, to now we got to take off to the Kong world. And what do we see? We see uh, uh, Pyramid Plaza. We see uh, the uh, the aqua kind of areas with yeah. the sucker fish, which I, that was one of my favorite levels as a child in Super Mario. It was like... Uh, was oh, when you're running across the bridge and the fish are jumping up. Oh, yeah. I'm slaughtered, motherfucker. I think Mikey watched me. He's just He actually was wide-eyed for a second. He was just like, God damn it. I'm just like, murder, murder, murder. <laughs> murder, murder, murder. Kill, kill, kill. <laughs> I will say another small gripe of the film, which is out of the decades and decades of memorable Mario music, do we really have to push in 80s pop songs every two seconds? Like, so, when, like when we're going through the Jungle Kingdom, do we have to play Take On Me? So so I looked it up because it, it, it was weird. Why yeah. is Take On Me on planet? Take On Me came out the same time Donkey Kong Country what came out. What the fucking do? Let's use Easter some music from the Donkey Kong Country series. It's the Easter egg for it. I and know. there is Donkey Kong Country music. I know, the Donkey Kong rap. 
Yeah, but no, there's a Donkey Kong Country song in the mining part when you're on Rainbow Road just for a few few <laughs> for minutes. a few seconds. That's I'm fine. So it's so like a Donkey Kong movie. <laughs> when we get the Donkey Kong movie and the Zelda movie and the Kirby movie, we can have the Smash Brothers movie, and then we can discuss the Titans Avengers of the fucking Smash Brothers movie. I think if it's the coming. Bad, if the bad guy is a giant hand and it turns out to be the Hamburger Helper guy, I'm gonna be fucking pissed. <laughs> I'm gonna be fucking pissed. <laughs> The fact that this, the, you're fighting a giant hand of Super Smash Brothers melee and brawl bothers me that it doesn't just turn his hand up. It's just like, eat hamburger helper. Smash, 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 smash. It's just like, <laughs> why is it a hand? Why the fuck is it a giant hand? Do you not know? I don't care. <laughs> I can tell you. Yeah, go ahead. Because Why can't I rip its bones out? <laughs> well, because it's sentient. But no, because if you play the original... Um, for, actually, the first two make it really clear as to why it's a hand. In the very first Super Smash Brothers game, they're toys. Yeah. It's a hand picking them out of a toy box and placing them there. So the premise being the master hand is actually the one controlling them yeah. all. And then in the second game, they basically look like amiibos before they, you know, fully take form because it's like Mario on a little platform that lands. Yeah. So yeah, so it's meant to be the mind frame of a kid playing with all their toys I'm in their living a child. room. Yes. I'm, 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 You're murdering a child. I'm, I'm deforming a child for life. Yes. That's fucking awesome. Yep. But, uh, that, Say goodbye that, to that right hand. There should be like a little uh, uh, nest kid with like his nub up <laughs> as the trophy for that. But no, you get just like a giant gold coin. But um, but like when they're traversing these areas, it's very it's very well done. Oh, wow. The cinematic is amazing. I, I didn't want to try to count the Easter eggs. I didn't go back and rewind and been like this Zapruder film and just been like, oh, shit. Like, where's this? Where's this? Uh, but it was fun. Like, not every Mario villain is represented. My favorite part, though, because I watched Evil Dead Rise right before that was Luigi's poor ass in fucking Bowser's Kingdom. Sam Raimi wrote that shit, okay? I don't, <laughs> I don't give a fuck what the credits say. Sam Raimi's name is in there somewhere, probably backwards like a fucking cheat code. And it's just like, he wrote the Luigi part yeah. because there's no reason it should be that fucking scary. It was awesome. Hey, look, he sees a skeleton. And it's like, and what are the... Uh, Dry bones. Yeah, the jawbones. But I forget what the little red ones with the mask are called. Oh, uh, the white versions are shy guys. I think the other ones are sneeze. Yeah, but like, He's got his flashlight out, and it's just like, whoo, and then there's one of the gas masks, and it's like, that's some scary, like, World War One type shit. I'm just like, God damn. Like, I wasn't expecting that. No. And I, then I went, uh, I, I was thinking about, oh, I can kind of hear a faint, like, infrasound noise, and I turned my volume all the way up, and I'm just like, holy shit, there is one. Like, Because when you turn it all the way up, it's just a, hmm, mm. noise, and I'm like, God damn, good good on them. And, like, <laughs> and that's when he meets the sad sack and the penguins. Yeah. <laughs> that's why he's blue. But but yeah, so they rally up the Kongs. They wind up getting Well, up. He, goes, he goes toe-to-toe with them. Yeah. And I love that, I love that intro. It kind of reminded me of... Uh, DK! Yeah. Donkey Kong! It reminded me of the Thor scene from Ragnarok, where it's just like, here comes the Hulk. And it's yeah. just like, yeah, he's going to smack you in the mouth the first time. That, that was the first thing I thought of, too. Yeah. Uh, and you were talking about music. I need a hero being yeah. played for the platform practice. I love that because it just reminded me of the best usage of that song. Of the Shrek 2. <laughs> well, I was going to say, I, I think the fan edit from Ragnarok. Yeah. Of the very end uh, yeah. when they're fighting on uh, the Rainbow Bridge. Yeah. Uh, and that and, you know, the Donkey Kong sequence is very quick. Mm-hmm. We do find out, uh, hey, the other power ups. He know. got the cat suit, but he got the mini flower. Yeah, and I'm just the like, mini, uh, mini mushroom. And I'm just like, 
well, what I use that for? I was thinking the Wii. Mm-hmm. The Wii. Uh, yep. The, the, the one where you have to rely on friends. Yeah. The game sucks. <laughs> That's a stupid game. It's a stupid, stupid game. I eat that mini mushroom and jump in the peach's cleavage. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Hit me, bitch. Hit me. Hit me. I split those tits in half. <laughs> but... We get all these cool power-ups again, and I was just like, okay, that's Mario 3 real hard, you mm-hmm. know, some of the newer Marios. And I'm seeing this, and I'm thinking, this would be cool if the Super Smash... If it was a video game. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's one thing I think Nintendo, I've never really said it out loud was, why can't I just get on a go-kart in the middle of a Mario game? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's always separate shit. It's just like, why can't they make... Super Mario Brothers with carts. But like universe. Call it universe. And yeah. then like, hey, some of these you gotta platform and jump. Some of these you gotta race. Some of these you gotta fight. Some of these you gotta be smart, kinda like uh Mario Party. You gotta use yourself wisely. You know, it's just like, oh wait, they did make that game. God damn it, it's fucking Legend of the Seven Stars. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Let me break out my Tinto. It's, it's not guess what? It's not on the fucking no, switch thing. Square Enix. Why the fuck couldn't you take the greatest Mario game you've ever made to put it on the SNES? Thanks, Switch, you fucking dicks. <laughs> Thanks, Square Enix. Still Nintendo. <laughs> yeah, but Nintendo could want it all day long. A Square's like, this no. Is, this is the Marvel Sony thing. Hey, you want to share? No! Yeah. No! Your house is burning down. No! <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I have a hose. <laughs> no! No, we made Morbius the musical. <laughs> it's Fuck. Morbin time, bitch. It's Morbin time. But so like they do the whole gong, and then you probably got a bigger kick out of it than I did. Was the cart selection? Yes, the Mario Kart bit. My girl and I were geeking the fuck out over that. Like as soon as I have, she leaned up. She's like, oh, "It's like the cart selection." I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> what I really felt cool was like they kept it very standard Mario Kart for Mario. It's yeah. literally the same cart they use for the product line Mario Kart that you yep. can buy yep. and turn your house into a Mario Kart game, which that's kind of something I want to buy, like splurge on. But you got to have a nice area to do yeah, it. Yeah, I want Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Zelda motherfucker. You, you would enjoy that more. Yeah. But uh, yeah, if, I, like if nieces, like my nieces were involved, I'd buy like three of them and I'm just like, hey, let's go fucking do this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pick up them sticks. You six and seven year old little motherfuckers, pick up them sticks. But uh, this, it was so fascinating, like seeing that in detail yeah in a way like that and, and, and still and we got blue shell yes at the very end of the and i was thinking like that's what i was waiting for like immediately because i love the koopa cycles and stuff mm-hmm. like that the the koopa tank that showed up very cool looking uh dk's fucking uh barrel killer uh, barrel missiles all very elaborate and i do like the little banter between mario and peach while they're driving it's just like no turtles are like a pet in my world they're not yeah yeah they're, i'll get you one I'll, I'll buy i'll buy you a koopa to stomp on yeah <laughs> <laughs> and like it's very very elaborate with yeah. that one but yeah the rainbow road looked fantastic and it's just like this is what these video games sh- movies should have been yep if they do a Zelda one, I would hope it's like that. Yeah. Or something close to that. And keep it to a very simple story of maybe like Link's Awakening or, you know, Link to the Past or something. Keep it a very simple storyline. And they did perfect on this. Like it is, this, you know, the 9 out of 10 you know, is 
it could have been a 10 out of 10, but there's just something about it. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's very surface. Yeah, but there's still, not a whole lot. But that's to still it. better than some of that. Out of comparison of all video game movies, it's fucking A. Plus. It's S tier. Out of comparison to a lot of movies, period. Uh, we need to do a, a, a tier list of video game movies because I've seen all of them and they're all fucking awful, just about. I think that would be one of the good YouTube yeah, that videos. Yeah, because that would be exactly my S tier on that one. Um, but yeah, they 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 kind of lose, which you know, in the storytelling of you know ups and downs. This is your act two, cut down, and mm-hmm. I like the the interaction between DK and Mario on this part uh, because he saves him, and now you've built a trust a little bit in storytelling, and now this is go this is going to be our third act, superheroes. DK yep. and Mario, your flagship characters. This is going to be awesome because when you do. This will be great for when they have to kill Sonic in front of Tails in the in the in the next ga- in the next Mar- Super Mario Brothers the movie two Electric kill Boogaloo kill them all <laughs> and it's just a bloody hammer that he took from a hammer man hammer bro hammer bro I love the hammer bros I didn't see any of them and I was kind of pissed because those would have been fucking terrifying and it's just fucking <laughs> I love the wizard the yeah. wizard was fantastic well I was going to say so we hadn't even touched on the main side plot which is Bowser's ultimate goal is he wants to marry Peach yeah and it's fucking baffling it's just like the plot of Mario Sunshine yes <laughs> well, I was going to say it's also the plot of uh, Galaxy yeah because that's where you get the white tuxedo Bowser yeah. and that's kind of like what I liked about it was you get progressions of different games mm-hmm. they're not in order you don't have to be in order nope but we get baby Mario yes we get we get to see Yoshi's Island during the transversal we get to see Super Mario Wii U. We get to see Super mm-hmm. Mario Galaxy in like the training aspect of stuff. And, and when Peach is talking about, there's a lot of galaxies out yeah. there. And, and then at the end, when they're when we get to and the, the Luma, yeah. And when we get to the end, it's Mario Odyssey. Basically, yep. he's a, he's a real man. Um, but I'm a real boy. I'm a real boy. Shut up. Lie to me, boy. Lie <laughs> to me. I need kindling. <laughs> uh, so dark Pinocchio joke. <laughs> but. Um, yeah, like the characters in it. We, we first get you know the the standard Koopas. I love the wing Koopas because when they come down the thing, I'm like that's not what they do. They just randomly jump, and I stomp them to death. <laughs> I stomp them with my hooves. <laughs> but like that was really cool how they really advanced. And I love Koopa, or King uh, King Koopa, Bowser, or whatever. Just been like Koopas, these guys, and whatever you guys are. Yeah, and they're just like, like oh. They're the spike shells. They're the most. They're the spinies. They're basically a version of you. Yeah, they're the heart. They're actually one of the ones you can't kill almost yeah. in almost any game because I remember trying. And they to can kill. walk walls. Yeah, they can walk walls. They're basically just walkie-talkie spikes. And I'm like that's fucking cool. Yeah. Uh, I do the the magician character, the wizard character, which you see in Kamek. the Kamek. The you see that character at about after Donut Island and SNES Super Mario World and. I he also it. plays a lot of big role in like the Mario Party games yeah. and Mario Kart and yeah. stuff like that. But I remember him like f- seeing him for the first time as a kid and been like, "Oh fuck, what how do I kill this thing?" And it's yeah, just really. like he just vanishes, shoots something at you, and vanishes and shoots something at you. Yep. And he's very one of the more elaborate enemies of the game because we do get like the uh, the plant chomps and stuff like that, the bombs, the bullets, and stuff like that. Very cool. Very. 
very in 64 yeah. in this whole movie, which was a good stepping point. I think mm-hmm. I think that would have caught enough of attention because of the release of the Mario 64 Sunshine Galaxy game, which I'm probably going to go home and play now and <laughs> not give it back <laughs> <laughs> until Tears of the Kingdom comes out. I'm just like, I, saw, I traded it for Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> bitch! Bitch! Son of a bitch! I, I traded years of Mikey's games for... <laughs> I traded Pokemon Shield to get five dollars off a fucking seven hundred dollar game, <laughs> but uh, but though this is the whole you know we have the failures part of it, and then I do like Peach just double booking it back to the Toadstool Kingdom and just saving everybody. And what do you yeah. what do you think of the the te- the Toadstool Kingdom as a whole, like? I thought there was literally no set piece that I was like, well, that's kind of boring or uh, that doesn't look right. Very vibrant. Everything was vibrant. Everything looked right. Everything made sense. Bowser's airship fucking um, mini island was fucking awesome. Um, every every little bit, there wasn't a visual problem I had with any of it whatsoever. It kind of reminded me of Bowser's Fury, the game that came out for the Switch. Yeah, I can uh, see that. that. That look, that really awesome cover art look mm-hmm. that they had for that. Um, yeah, it was an expansion for that Super Mario U whatever or something like that. Yeah, it was like a port from the, from the Wii U to the yeah. Switch. And it was Bowser's Fury and mm-hmm. like a, another like Odyssey. I want to say it's Odyssey that came with it. Something, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like it is very elaborate. I would have loved the sunshine reference a little bit more. Well, so that's what I think they're going to do with the sequel. Yeah, I think they're going to wind up visiting Al Isle Delfino in the sequel. Because uh, I would have loved that, like if they actually had an island Delfino just on the map. And I was mm-hmm. looking for. I was just like, uh, okay, we got five worlds. That's that's cool. You know, we got yeah. we got the Ice Kingdom that got taken over very quickly. We got the desert. You know, we got. Yoshi's Island, and we got Toadstool Kingdom, and we got Donkey Kong's Island. And if you've ever played a Donkey Kong Country game, it's island bouncing a lot. Um, But yeah, like with the whole Rainbow Rose sequence and how it went, and and then the getting eaten up by the big monster, and then uh, like you said, the team up of being able to get out. Uh, basically, by that point, Bowser's descending upon Toadstool Kingdom, and Mario and Donkey Kong are running back to the scene or to kick some ass, and a whole bunch of shit winds up happening to where oh, they shoot off a bullet bill, and Mario guides it into the warp pipe. Yeah, so go into it. Peach is like, "Fine, I'll marry you," and then. Yeah. Then pops the fucking ice flower, which was really cool. Uh, and now it's like that two scene kind of thing. You know, these guys are fighting, these guys are fighting, and they're trying to meet up to the big bad. Uh, but yeah, Bowser's just like, fuck it, big time. And, just, and this is the Avengers one moment. I'm yep. just like, okay, fuck it. Yeah, let's do that. That looks cool. And yep. he sends it back through the tube that he came from, and it creates a ripple effect where it sucks everybody from Bowser's kingdom back into the real world. And I'm like, okay, that's pretty cool. Like yeah. it changes the whole environment. And that actually happened in the original Mario brothers yes, movie. Yes. And they used the super scope against them. Cause I remember that movie like the back of my hand. <laughs> God, like playing Italian. Fuck Col- him. Cultural representation. Fuck it. Why not? Dennis <laughs> Hopper was a Bowser. Yeah. Dennis Drunk Hopper, as hell. Dennis Hopper is a white man and not a turtle. <laughs> and not a reptile, folks. So, but was a drunk on set. Need representation. 
<laughs> but gets sucked back into uh, New the York. Liberal, yeah, New York. And I love this cool fight scene going on and to the point where it's Mario's getting his ass handed to him constantly. Like actually brutally. Like he's yeah. he's got some like damage on him. Yeah, and this is a very like serious part. This is this is your hero that needs to Rise up. Rise up. And rising up. Rising up. The 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 montage scene again all over if I could. And we see him get knocked into a building and then it's DK and Peach and everybody else trying to fight this guy. They're holding their own to a point, but Bowser's always got the upper hand. And I was kind of waiting for it because I thought the star was more like a Mario Sunshine kind of thing. Is that what he's got it for? Is like, hey, no, I got the only one. But no, it's a genuine superstar. Yeah. And he comes back out booting rallies and I love the I love the scene of the baby Mario Brothers. Cause I was like, wow, they pulled that game. And I'm just yeah. like, fuck yeah, Yoshi. Original Yoshi He's story. Like, yeah, Yoshi's or Yoshi Island, yeah. yeah. And because we didn't get a lot of that. And that, you know, you know, save some content for if the Illumination decides to do another one, which I think they will. Yeah. Uh but no, they go toe to toe with them, and it's a race against time kind of situation. They grab the star, and you can hear the. So, fun fact about this: I do a guy that knew how to play piano in college, and we would play pool in the student union. I would get like really cocky and play two games at once, like an asshole. You being cocky at a game, no. And I would tell, I'm like, hey, David, man, play Star Power. And he would be on the piano. And I'm just all fucking morning, dude. And I was just like in the zone when it comes to playing pool. And I was a lot better then. But uh, but yeah, it was just like, that's an asshole fucking move. But like, that's all I thought about when that song came on. And Uh, And that actually leads into my last tiny small gripe of the whole thing. Bowser destroyed that penguin kingdom to grab that star when after you and he was trying to use the star and all the star did was like make your rainbow and a little extra strong for a little bit that was worth destroying a kingdom for yeah that's what uh, that's kind of like why uh, that's why i kind of saw it as a mario sunshine star or yeah a, uh, I, I was thinking there was going to be a lot more impactfulness yeah i to thought there it. was more stars yeah like mario 64 yeah sunshine, exactly so. so yeah I, again that was that one movie i was like i am watching a kid's movie i'm yeah. watching a kid's movie so again even the gripes i have are immediately washed away with I'm, I'm not watching an adult. I'm watching a kid's movie. Watch this like a kid would. And yeah. I'd watched it like a kid would. And I loved it like a kid would. And you know what? There was a few moments that like really gave me like that genuine smile or like that little lump in my throat. Oddly enough, the one moment that really got me because of the significance of it was when Mario's dad turned to him and went, and like to the audience, what that's my boy, that's Mario. Hearing Charles Martinet yeah. saying that to Chris Pratt's Mario, that hit me a certain way. I was just like, oh, no one aside from Charles has really ever voiced Mario. So for his voice to say, that's my boy. 
felt like the ultimate seal of approval. And that, to me, that just made me smile so hard. I could see that happening in about 20 years where an old Robert Downey Jr. is pretending to be Stan Lee in the new Marvel movies. Yeah. And to see it like another another guy play fucking, fucking Tony Stark. Yeah. Hey, uh, you look good in that. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, something. Yeah, like, yeah. Something. Yeah. yeah. So just those little, those kind of moments always yeah. get me. So like, It's a callback kind of thing it, and it kind of builds up for the next generation on a on a product yeah um but yeah that, that was fantastic i love the the double fight scene for mm-hmm. that and it's just mario and luigi duking it out with and this another, guy and, and the entire time they're fighting my nerd sense this is going off i'm like grab him by the tail Grab him by the tail. Grab him by the tail. Grab him by. Hey, grab him by the tail. Swing him, swing him, swing him. Yes! Is it, again, the, the Mario 64 in me, because that's the way you defeat it on, on any, every Bowser platform. And you would get behind him, grab him by the tail, spin him in a circle until he hit one of the bombs. And then, you know, you do that two or three times and you win. And someone who played the SDS one a lot, I was just thinking five hits. That's all you need. Yep. It's five hits. It's five hits that you drop them like that. And you know what? I wonder. Oh, I want to go back and rewatch it. Because I wonder if they punched him five times before grabbing him by the tail. Uh, that would have been an awesome little Easter egg. Go go back to like the when they're back in Toadstool Land or whatever, where Peach is fighting off all those different enemies, and her first reaction is kill Big Bomb. Yep, and it's just like ah oh, fuck. Where it's like yes, that's how you do that shit. Uh, yeah, yeah R.I.P. King Bomb Mob. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> very quick. Yeah, very quick. Suicide bomber. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Peach decides to blue mushroom the motherfucker last minute and puts him in a jar. Yep. And that was basically the Bowser. You know, a lot of people are talking about the Peaches song. I think that was just funny. And I, I heard how Jack Black wrote it and just like that. Yeah. Because it's Jack Black. And you can tell he did. Yeah, but that's. That's Jack Black. You know, yeah. if you want to write him, a, if you tell him to write a song, he'll write a song that fast. It doesn't have to be the best song in the world, but it's fun. Yeah. It's going to be a fun song. Uh, just like he wrote the song Kickapoo in like an hour. <laughs> so I I don't know if this was intentional or not, because again, you, you showed me that video of, you know, taking lyrics and, you know, putting it over so many different songs or, you know, the Childish game being no edits. You know, there's yeah. so many times you can sync up a song. Someone sped it up and put it to never going to give you up and the vocal patterns fit. Someone said that that's the ultimate Rick roll that Jack Black decided to write a slowed down version of never going to give you up, but call it peaches and that eventually speeding it up and hearing it the right way. You'd realize, Oh fuck. He just Rick rolled us. I don't know about that. There's only so many notes that you can rearrange to create an original fucking song. Exactly. So and that's why I was saying there, that's, it's, this, this is, it's this a is, stretch, but at the same is, time, is, that'd be funny. This is musical conspiracy theory. So, like, it's why, hey, why does Taylor Swift songs kind of match up to ACDC? Because it's. <laughs> that's why. That's why. It's a simple one beat bass. Yeah. You know, she's not one two on it or like fucking Rush. Four 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 three four 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 three four 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 four. And it's just like, <laughs> God damn it! I'm Neil fucking Burt. You know, it's like that's why no, no, not many songs sound like Rush songs, motherfuckers. But uh, not, I don't think it was a Rick Roll. I think it was just a happenstance. Yeah. You know, he he wrote a song very quickly, and you know, you take you take 
Never Gonna Give You Up. Guess what? It matches the fucking X-Men song, too, from 1992. So, like, get the fuck out of here. Um, but, yeah, like, the ending was cool. Mm-hmm. You know, I watched oh, it. The uh, ending, ending was a little confusing because it's like, okay, is he living in the Mushroom Kingdom? Or did, does he, like, sleep in the Mushroom Kingdom and then, like, go back to, you know, Brooklyn to work or vice versa? Or is he What what job does he have in the Mushroom Kingdom? Do they pay American currency? You know, so it, it, uh, that part did feel a little confusing. You'll find out when you buy the game. <laughs> you got to play the game. What'd you think of the uh, post-credit? I loved it. Just that quick little... That's all you need. That's all you need. Um, because I think if you added that character, you know, the Yoshi in, I think it would have been one too many characters. Yeah. I think you kind of want to flush that character out, kind of like... Flush don- him out. But yeah, but like like Donkey from Shrek or something. Like, that's what it's going to be. Yeah. This is like... You will? Yeah. <laughs> really? You will? Like, it's going to be that I don't know character. how I would feel about Yoshi actually talking. No, but... but, but that would be weird. I, th- I think I think it'll be more of, you know, kind of like a BB-8, you know, mm, subtle sounds, mm. kind of get Bill Hader behind it. Yeah, like Bill Hader or Groot or some shit. Like that. <laughs> but but it, I would love a little punch mm. thing. Don't, and at the end of the movie, don't you ever fucking hit me. <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch. You left me to die back there. So fun little tidbit that one of the Easter egg channels pointed out. And it's probably the most solidified out of like all the little rumors and shit. If you looked around New York and in the Mushroom Kingdom, there are, as you mentioned, there are a ton of Easter eggs. There are no Easter eggs for Kirby, Zelda, and a handful of others that are immediately escaping me. But like some of the other, the larger IPs. Oh, you go, oh and Pokemon. Yeah, there are no Easter eggs for any of that. Including even like when Mario's playing a game, he's playing Kid Icarus. Yeah. Which means in this universe, Kid Icarus is the Mario. Yeah. It's like that was the game that popped off. It completely leaves open the realm of them bringing in a Zelda, a Kirby, all these Pokemon characters, and them not be established, oh, you're already in our universe kind of thing. It's, who are you? I'm Link, bitch. You know, and it's just like, oh, shit, oh, you come from, you come from the faraway lands. Yeah. <laughs> I think Link's exact words would be, waha, and then crack your skull open like a jar. Because <laughs> that's what he does. Like, he goes, waha, and then breaks all your pots. He goes, he and that's all he really says because he doesn't have to say anything he car- he's carried like 40 fucking weapons he's he's mario if he didn't get hit once yeah yeah you know, like you've ever played the SNES and like there'd be that reserve power up in the end if you just press select it just drops down for you yeah he's got like 40 of those goddamn things <laughs> and, oh yeah his hit bar is fucking massive yeah <laughs> uh but yeah, like I'm kind of excited to see what else if Nintendo is going to continue with Illumination. I think they should. I think they will. Um, this is way too much of a success for them. Yeah, not. I think I think this will probably be the next Marvel esque franchise if they want to do it that way. If not, that's fine. You know, if you want to write great individual stories for these, you know, it, it kind of it worked out for Sonic. Those are those work. You know, audience. Oh, no. Star Fox. That was another. Uh, there, there was no Easter eggs for Star Fox either. Yeah. So with like the Sonic movies, I haven't watched those, but great fucking ratings from just people, not critics. Mario, stuff like that. Yeah, I think it's fantastic. Uh, I really want to see what Illumination is doing next. Yeah. They'll be the next Pixar probably. 
basically when it comes to like just output just wish they didn't have the minions man that's their flagship man i know it just uh well it's kind of like uh when i think of like just that type of animation i just think of because it reminded me like when i was looking at mario he kind of reminded me of the grandpa from up i i i Okay, I'm glad you said that because I thought that a few times too. Yeah, and I just thought about that for a good solid minute, and I was just like, "It still looked good though." Like yeah. even the even the way the characters in Brooklyn look, they're all different shapes and sizes. They're very animated. They're, there's there's quirky parts to them. One character is going to have a very odd nose compared to the person with big eyes and stuff like that. So yeah, they kept it kind of the the real thing from their other studio projects like Despicable Me and stuff. Because yeah. the humans do look fucking weird as shit. Mm-hmm. But yeah, for just the Nintendo Illumination aspect, it is a great movie. I tell everybody should go see it. It really at, should. At and like I said, it's don't go for some groundbreaking, deep, you know, subversive plot. Okay. <laughs> no, go in there for the enjoyment. If like, like Chris and I, we grew up playing and enjoying these Mario games. If you grew up enjoying playing them, there's going to be something in this movie that makes you smile. And I'm slowly getting sick and tired of like, every single person expecting every movie to be cinema i'm sorry last time i checked movies were escapism so movies and music were a way to escape the simulation that is life that we have to deal with on a daily basis i'm sorry if I want to go to a movie where I just turn my brain off and enjoy the pretty colors and enjoy an hour and a half of nostalgia before I have to go back into the real world and pay bills again, so fucking what? It's an amazing film. Yeah, and it is escapism. That's why award shows are bullshit. That's that's seriously like, if we took award shows about best movie and best actor... None of those fuckers would win yep. because no one went and saw those fucking movies. Actors paid money to see those movies. I didn't. Screeners saw the movies yeah. and then voted. Yeah, so you're telling me Jaws didn't win fucking Best Picture? Motherfuckers are lined up around the block to see that motherfucking shark eat some motherfuckers. Yeah, that's Best Picture, motherfucker. The ones that people want to see. Mm-hmm. You know, this is this, this is the problem I have with these things. You know, oh, they can win awards for visual effects and stuff like that. Yeah, that's fine at all. But you're telling me your avant-garde bullshit was better than Avengers: Infinity War? <laughs> it was. It had a better story. Fuck your story, motherfucker. This is about a cohesive thing of superpowers and, and responsibility. Okay? <laughs> Fuck you. This is a a tapestry, and, and this what's what's I what's I heard was a tapestry of power and responsibility. Yes, and guess what? They they do have some actual social justice parts of it. Hey, don't let the government tell you what to fucking do. I'm going to beat the bad guy and I don't need your goddamn help. And guess what? You guys are going to nuke a city, not me. You know, like, <laughs> that, yeah, let's, let's talk about that for a second. Let's, let's break that down. You know? <laughs> well, since we didn't have Kirby, Metroid, Star Fox, Pokemon, all that. Dude, a there Samus is, movie would fucking rock. Now, right? There's a chance for you to get your Smash Brothers movie. Yeah. I think it'll happen. In the year 2052. Yes. We'll get Smash Brothers, the movie, Smash Brothers 2 Melee part one 
uh, <laughs> Smarts Brothers Brawl Part Two. <laughs> just do like just like Infinity War. Do the it. Last Brother. The Last Brother. Oh, dude, to fucking fire. You have to get Fire Emblem. You have to do a Metal Gear Solid, which would be a great espionage movie about a video game. There that would go. be. There's a, literally a chick with barely any clothes on. Just, <laughs> write that, Samus. Yeah, write that, and I'm just like, oh god damn it. This is going to be awesome. This would be a great video game. Yeah, this would be a great video game. Take me. <laughs> I want you to take me so far out of the video game movie that I want to play the game based on your movie. <laughs> no, the movie game. Fuck the games. I want to play the movie game. Fuck Spider-Man. I want to play Spider-Man the movie game. <laughs> With a shitty Bruce Campbell backstory. And fucking Tobey Maguire just half in the bag doing voice work. <laughs> Because he was. He's after the bag of that game. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Basically, he posts his face as like 007s from fucking Goldeneye. <laughs> well, hopefully by the time we get back together, I would have seen the new Evil Dead as well. Yeah. I recommend anyone, please go to theaters and watch that. That is out of the park. Like, if you like the new Evil Dead series, if you like the new Evil Dead movie from back uh, 2014, I believe, yep. please go see Evil Dead Rise. They've spared no expense damn to quote jurassic park we have spared no expense on how fucking brutal this goddamn shit's gonna is be it, is it better than the other the 2014 it's hard to say because that's all I, I, i'll tell you this guys it's not a spoiler because it's very quick it's two locations okay and all right. you want a story of the cabin of the woods you'll kind of get it you want a story deep dark in the fucking city yeah, you'll get it. All right. And, and that, the trailer does it justice. It doesn't give it away. Fucking fantastic horror. Probably the best horror movie so far of 2023. All right. Cool. Yeah, I've seen some bangers. <laughs> so, yeah, hopefully I would have been seeing that. And uh, hopefully I'll be seeing Guardians 3 as well. Yeah. That's coming out. That came out like yesterday. Yeah. So, uh, I probably won't see it. I'll probably quit my job to play Tears of the Kingdom for about four months <laughs> and let my money just run dry well i mean just just do what everyone else does just become a streamer oh god Ugh. <laughs> hey this is chris with twitch oh god damn uh what are we playing tears of the kingdom oh yeah yeah Where was thanks it? for your super chats oh nintendo sent me a dc send assist god damn it <laughs> fuck you guys you know send, me, send me money anyway you know what i'm playing chrono trigger guys you remember this game how gals in this game hey switch where's it at on the Nintendo store. You know, the 10th highest Nintendo game ever sold? Chrono Trigger? Yeah. Let's not put that on the store. Just me playing a fucking Super Nintendo. <laughs> hey, I bet there's a market for that. Oh, yeah, there is. But, guys, if you enjoy this sort of conversation, definitely join up in our Discord. The family is growing, both within the Discord and in the network. As, as I mentioned earlier, we got new episodes of Something Good For You coming out every other week. Chris has got some new stuff going with Chrissy. We got some cryptic conspiracy cults coming back up along the way. And tell your friends about these shows, too. I mean, if you're enjoying it, I would assume you've got cool friends, and your friends might have good taste as well. And you could be like, hey, Hey, check out like this really weird indie podcast like network of like all these weirdos creating music and TV show yeah. and history podcasts and what the fuck are they doing? It's just like, yeah, it's the something good network, baby. You and know what's up. Check out the store for any new products coming around down the aisle. Yes, uh, yes. Uh, I've already got requests for the new something good for you logo to be on a shirt. So I got to yeah. get down and get that made. Get that done and you know help us buy chicken wings. 
get them chicken wings. Back in the day when it was me, you, and Cap, and I was buying chicken wings. Yeah. <laughs> where the time is gone? Where, where, where's, where's my podcast going? <laughs> <laughs> but for this episode of the Couch Potatoes, I've been Alex and Chris. Do you have any sort of final thoughts for us? Fuck, I forgot the most important thing. God damn, we forgot. Remember? 9-11. God damn it. We forgot it. Fuck!